0: So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted and 40 plus real men, real talk family. This, again, is another one of those episodes that I'm recording where I'm recording for both of you because I think it's really cool, the guests that I have that... He's actually doing some stuff to uncloset his life at another level. And he's a guy that's almost to the big 4 where he's taking a, some big steps to really take his life in a bigger direction. And because of that, I thought it would be really cool. Plus, I work for this guy. And he said, if you don't have me on your freaking podcast, we're done. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, my friend and buddy, and yes, a guy that I enjoy thoroughly working for, Grant Baldwin, is here to have a little conversation about his life, what he's doing, and a big announcement that his brand new book is coming out. And I thought, you know what, this really would be a great opportunity to talk about his book and how it relates to so many different things, not just speakers. Um, so grant welcome buddy once again to my podcast. I'm so glad to have you here,
1: man. Rick, thanks for letting me hang out with you, man. Always, uh, always enjoy being here and hanging out with you. I have huge uh, amount of respect for you. So this uh, is, uh, it's gonna well, be fun. Thanks.
0: Thanks. So, um, uh, so let's just get right to it. The book is not your first, right? Mm-hmm. You've written another one, but the reason I really wanted to share you in both of these arenas of mine was because this book to me represents taking that step to say, okay, I'm not going to rush out and do something that's tied to the business I was building. And we talk about this with all of our people in the Speaker Lab that you run. Um, But also that this book kind of signifies, hey, this is the next step to, at least from my perspective, to taking the company to another level. And um, why did you wait so long to get this book written that's associated with the Speaker Lab and booked and paid to speak?
1: Yeah, so uh, I would say two things. One is that uh, the project itself actually started a few years ago. So uh, getting going from concept to book out in the wild uh, takes a minute. So uh, it'll be about two and a half years from whenever we first started working on it to uh, when uh, when the book's in the shelves. So uh, it is something we started working on a while back. It just it takes a minute to uh, for something to to sit in the crock pot for that long before it goes live. Um, And so I would say for me. And the way the book kind of came about was, uh, I have a, a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Jeff Goines, who's a, a really good friend. He is a phenomenal writer, knows the publishing industry and knows books inside and out. I, I, um, don't mind writing. It's not my favorite thing in the world to do, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, I recognize the value of books, but it wasn't it wasn't necessarily high on my priority list to do to write a book. I, I right. know it could do things, uh, but also not, there's plenty of other things that can work in business, and so yep. uh, so I just is just kind of on the back burner for me. So at one point, um, long story short, Jeff came to me and said, "Hey, you already have all this content. You have all this knowledge. You have all these case studies and examples and uh, podcast interviews and training all on speaking." Yeah. Uh what if I what if I worked with you and I took all of that and I was basically the uh the non-ghostwriter ghostwriter for the project, meaning that uh Jeff took all of our content, synthesized it into the book, and was basically a named ghostwriter in the project. So uh so basically the way I've kind of thought about it is if a if a publisher came to you and said, Hey, we want to give you a bunch of money for Jeff Goines to write your book, I was like, Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. So uh it was a um uh, it's been a phenomenal uh, partnership and arrangement and, and really, really happy with the finished project. And uh, Jeff, Jeff did a great job. He really knows books incredibly well right. uh, and did a great job of taking everything that we've already got out there, all of our knowledge and IP and uh, uh, everything we know on the, the speaking space and really uh, uh, putting it into book form. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's how it kind of came to be.
0: That's cool. So I'm going to step back a little bit because some people and, and Grant's been on the podcast on Life on Closet before, but I want to step back to a story that I know you tell quite a bit um, about how you got started in this and like okay, I'm actually talking to my dad about this and dad yeah. giving you some money and and getting this business of the business of speaking going for you. And as I remember you telling that story, I almost feel like this new adventure of the book is almost it's like kind of a nod to, Hey, kind of thanks dad. Here's another layer of growing a business. I'm curious as this book came out and it's been coming out and you've been working on it. Is there something that you're kind of like, wow, this is, this is a whole new thing. And this is something that's really great, but I couldn't have gotten here without that long ago conversation with dad about, Hey, I think I want to do this.
1: Yeah, sure. A hundred percent. In fact, um, you know, uh, I just saw him recently over the holidays and we spent some time together. And so he was kind of asking how, uh, business was going and we were kind of talking a little bit about that. And we, we talked about that, um, that, uh, that story of, uh, long story short, like if we go back, uh, 13, 14 years ago, um, I was interested in speaking, was brand new to speaking, uh, didn't know much about it. But one of the things I wanted to do was, uh, attend a training program mm-hmm. and, uh, it was basically a, a boot camp in, in Dallas. And so it was going to cost like a thousand dollars to attend the event. Plus, uh, the cost of travel, uh, plus I knew it was going to take a little bit of money to put together a website and some resources right. like that. And just basically it's a little bit of startup money to get going. And I, you know, my wife and I were newly married. We had, a, a, our firstborn, um, and we were, we were just broke. We didn't have the, the, yep. the money there to invest in that. Uh and so I asked him so we were on a, a family vacation and we were walking on the beach in Florida and I asked him if if um if I could borrow $2500 to get started and uh, ultimately he said hey I'm going to give this to you as a gift as an investment in you know in your business and your future uh and so long story short like I attended that and it, and uh learned a ton and implemented and applied it I've been able to build a very successful speaking business since then so basically we were we were talking about that um, and actually uh, a little quick sidebar um, the the place, uh, where it is, is, uh, or that beach was uh, in seaside, Florida in the panhandle. And so our family had been vacationing down there a few months ago. And so I was kind of re- retelling my wife. This I was like, Hey, this is, this is the place where, you know, uh, we came with my dad years ago and had that conversation with him. And, um, you know, here we are. So basically just told him like, Hey, that investment you made in me has paid off significantly. Um, right. and I think it was, it was, uh, somewhat about the, the, obviously the financial piece, but it was also the, his investment of saying, I believe in you. I know you can do this. You've got what it takes. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, um, very substantial, uh, to me then still extremely meaningful and impactful to me, to me now about how, you know, that was kind of a first domino in a series of dominoes that has led us to this point.
0: Right. And the reason I wanted to bring that up, because these, these are these junctures in life where I know when I got ready to write my book and, um, I was kind of like, Oh man, am I really going to do this? What if I do this? And you know, then people are going to know a lot of stuff and yours is more of an educational book, but there's a piece of it that's, you know, your life story. It's part of, you know, how you got here. And I always remember that feeling that I had when that book finally landed in my hand. It's like, okay, this is real. This is another Mm -hmm. layer of me stepping into something that I never would have thought that this was something I would do, but now it's here. It's actually happening. And for those of you that are the Life Uncloseted listeners and even the 40 plus guys, I think this is a lesson in when you give yourself permission to really go do the thing you say you want to do, believe that you can go do it, give yourself the full permission, things actually begin to happen. But when we hold ourselves back, we would never get here. And I knew I knew Grant kind of when this whole booked and paid to speak program was the very beginning. I think I was one of the very first people to come into the program with you. And I've seen this beautiful thing happen. And so as we're looking at, here's that next layer of the book coming out. What is something that you would say that you've learned about yourself over the years that keeps you going and going okay i know i'm going to come to these junctures where it's like gosh i just want to hold myself back but nope gonna go here's something i've learned to lean into every time that comes up
1: yeah that's a really good question um you know i think as you as you're uh, kind of describing that one of the things that comes to mind is um i've tried to be really really intentional um both personally and professionally i think you know hopefully you can speak to this on your end as part of our team mm-hmm. is that uh be really intentional that uh Uh, the I slash we get to decide how the rules of the game will be played. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is there are people who say who have, I'm a very motivated, driven, ambitious person. uh, And I want to, you know, uh, make a dent in the world and and be successful, whatever that looks like. Um, But I've been very adamant that I don't want to do it at the detriment of my family or lifestyle or these type of trade-offs. So right. there are people that say, "I want to build a you know a billion-dollar business or be some uh, big Silicon Valley uh, unicorn or whatever." And there's nothing wrong with that um, right. if that's what your ambitions are. So I wanted to say, okay, I want to like one thing we talk about with our team, and like I want to keep growing and keep building and keep doing what we're doing as long as we can still play by our rules. And when we get to a point where we can't do that, then I don't want to play anymore. Um, or let's take a step backwards and reevaluate how we can play. So uh, if you were to ask me a few years ago, I would have thought that um, it would have been very, very difficult to, to um, have, have a good lifestyle, have freedom and flexibility, which are the things I signed up for, yeah. um, to have those things, but also have a team of uh, you know, 12, 13 people. And right. yet we have a team of 12, 13 people at this point. And I still feel like I have just as much freedom and flexibility mm-hmm. and maybe in large part more so because of the team that we have in place. Uh, and so it's kind of, you, uh, I, I think of it this way. Uh, I remember, I think this is in the book, um, bird by bird, um, by Anne Lamott. And, and she talked about this in the context of writing a book, but I think this is applicable in a lot of different ways, but the concept was basically, uh, you can, when you're, when you're, um, life or writing a book or whatever is kind of like driving a car at night. Mm -hmm. You can only see how far the headlights will show in front of you, but you can make the entire journey that way. Meaning, Right now, as we record this, we we have no idea what the next several months or the rest of the year or the next several years look like or right. what it looks like to go in the business from you know point A to point Z. Zero mm-hmm. clue because we haven't been there. The headlights only show us a little bit in front of us. But the reality is, is like we we can continue to make the entire journey that way. So zero clue what the future holds, zero clue how all this plays out. But I know what we're doing is making an impact. I know that I love the team that we're working with, I know that um, myself and the team have you know, a lot of that freedom and flexibility uh, to, uh, to make an impact, to do fun work with, with great people, um, but also uh, do it in a way that makes sense for us. And so um, as we continue to build and grow, I always keep that in my mind of, of uh, as long as we can keep playing by these rules and we get to design what the game looks like, then let's mm-hmm. keep doing that. Uh, yeah. And when we can't do that any longer, then we need to, we need to adjust something.
0: I think that's really great insight and advice for anybody who might be listening because you know there's people that are listening to life on cloths are like hey i want to leave my corporate job i want to go do this thing but i think the clarity of why you're going to go do something is it's key it's like keep that in focus for the guys who are in midlife who are like kind of hitting that space of what's next or man i'm tired of doing what i'm doing the same advice applies and i know for me i live by those same rules and i will continue to do what i'm doing including working on your team provided that it meets these certain criterias. But the moment that I step out of it, and this is one of the things that I love about being part of your team, is I know how you operate. I know that freedom and that flexibility and that integrity that you bring to the table. And at any moment, if that doesn't show up, I'm gone. And, yeah. and that's one thing that's always been a criteria. In fact, even the clients that I work with, whether it's my coaching clients or... My speaking clients or my workshop clients that I do stuff with—they have to—they have to fit a certain mold, or I won't work yeah. with them. It's not oh, let's just go make the money, and that's something sure. that I think a lot of people miss when they start to think about I'm going to step out and go do something that I really want to do, but then suddenly the money monger comes in. It's like. Okay, but I got to make this money. Yes, we we need to make money to sustain our lives. There's no doubt about this. But if that starts to overshadow why you're doing this, I see so many people fail, including a lot of our own people in our programs here. It's like, "Oh, they're in the speaking thing, they really want to do it," but then suddenly and and this is in our training, suddenly when it's all about the money, they start failing in big ways or they may have some limited success and then suddenly they hit the block wall and it's like you've lost sight of why you really came into this. So um, I'm curious for you, because I know it's not just around the book, but there had to have been a moment that as you were speaking and then suddenly this concept, hey, I'm going to start this you know, course and do this bigger vision that we have now that is the elite program. At some point, it had to hit you that, man, this is really my purpose. This is what I'm really supposed to be doing. How did you know? I mean, what was that like? you know, the, the heavens open, <laughs> you know, and the German flare. Yeah.
1: So I, um, I would say this, like, I don't, uh, again, I think it's, it kind of goes back to that, you know, driving the car at night thing yeah, uh, yeah. analogy that you, you never have a hundred percent confidence. One of the things I, right. I, 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 half joking, half serious tell, uh, to other entrepreneurs all the time and regularly on, on interviews or, or with other entrepreneur friends, I was messing with a, a, a speaker buddy, uh, last night about this. And so the reality is, we are all making it up as we go. We are doing the best we can with what we know. Now, again, you you you're behind the curtain, so you know yeah. like we have a good idea of what we're doing and where we're headed. But I also recognize um, while we have great systems and we have a great team mm-hmm. and we we are doing a good job, um, and it feels like we have a lot of structure and stability. I also recognize like it could all come tumbling down at any moment right yeah which uh as someone on the team who receives a paycheck from us is probably not what you want to hear and i feel really comfortable and confident in knowing yeah. that like what we what we we're doing is working yes uh and there's money in the bank rick so you'll be paid yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah but um i also just recognize like um you you do the best you can with what you mm-hmm. have at that moment right mm-hmm. um and so are a lot of what we do, I'm very confident in works. I mean, we see it day in and day out with the results that we see from students. I know that we're helping people and making a difference. Um, But I also know that like, um, uh, like part of entrepreneurship is almost having like a um, a minor case of paranoia um, that just like, what got you here won't get you there. And just because you're here now doesn't mean you're, you're, Uh, you've been granted uh, permission to stay there forever. Like we have to keep earning it. We have to keep working towards this uh, on a daily basis. So um, I absolutely love what we get to do now. I love the people that we're able to to, uh, impact. I love the team that we have. Um, And I also recognize like it's, it's, uh, it's still um, there's still a lot of runway ahead of us and there's still yep. a lot of opportunity we have to, you know, to serve people and help people. Uh, and there's, there's no shortage of people who are interested in speaking that I know we can, we can support and help. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, I think there's always like some sense of clarity, but there's also mm-hmm. some sense of like blindness of like blind faith of like, okay, i feel relatively comfortable and confident this is the direction we're supposed to go but i don't know that you ever know 100 percent that yep this is it we got it we're good um because you can also you know you you have to uh, make room to adjust and pivot we've again you've seen behind the curtain to know that there's things that we try that like i thought that was gonna work well and it just didn't (laughs) uh and things that you're like here's an idea oh dang that really blew up in a good way right Um, and you weren't necessarily expecting either so uh you kind of kind of have to take things with everything with a, a grain of salt
0: I agree 100%. In fact, I woke up yesterday morning. So just for context, folks, we were obviously pre-recording this, most of you know, but I woke up at the beginning of the week, this work week, and I'm doing an event. I'm doing a a big event at the end of the week for a local winery. And I woke up to the email, hey, Rick, we need to talk to you. We have a big thing happening that's going to really impact what we're doing on Friday. And of course, immediately the paranoia, Mm -hmm, (laughs) like, oh my God, what's going down? And it is a big thing, but I also knew in that moment that if I didn't understand that this could have a huge impact in my, on my confidence to go step up there in front of that group, be their keynote guy, facilitate, because I'm facilitating this entire day long event, so it's a big deal. 100 people, I'm not just doing you know the keynote, it's like I'm doing the keynote, then I'm doing a workshop, team building experience throughout the day, and all this sort of stuff. I took a deep breath. And I'm like, okay, they said they want to talk to me today. I'm like, I'm going to be confident that wherever I'm going right now is exactly where I'm supposed to go. But I couldn't help that little paranoia all the way up till the phone call. Yeah. Going, are they going to pull, you know, are they going to pull the rug out? Which is okay. They could have, they're already on the hook for what they owe me. So, you know, but then your paranoia kicks in. Of Great. Is this going to be my first client that I actually have to go? Um, will you still owe me the money and I don't want yeah. to go into this, you know, so all that sort of stuff. But Right after that, then I jumped on some phone, uh, a couple of phone calls with our you know, people in the membership in the group that I work for with you. And one of them was completely having a paranoia breakdown. And, I, yeah. and it's so interesting you brought that word up because I said, you're being way too paranoid. I said, but here, let me give you some advice. If you're not paranoid and if you're not having clarity, you're not going to make it in this business. Right, right. And I think that's the thing, again, for those listening is no matter what it is, if you're not paranoid about what you're going to do to step out of whatever that closet is in your life, but you know the clarity is there because you know you want to go do this, whether it's releasing a book or starting a business or doing what Grant's done, like building this small empire that continues to grow and grow. If you don't have clarity and you don't have paranoia, then you're probably not doing something right because that's what's going to move you forward. So, um, so let's talk back about the book a little bit. So this book is really in a nutshell, what booked and paid to speak is all about, but it takes speakers through what will give us kind of like the nutshell version of what the book is all about.
1: Yeah. So the book is called The Successful Speaker, Five Steps for Booking Gigs, Getting Paid and Building Your Platform. And it it teaches through what we call our speaker success roadmap. So this is a five step process that makes the acronym SPEAK, S-P-E-A-K. And so the S is for select a problem to solve. So this is where we help people uh, really dig into um, getting clear on two things. One, who do you speak to and what is the problem that you solve for them? Now, this is, um, uh, Rick, as you know, the most important part, but also the part that people have the most trouble with, um, because a lot of times people just say, I just I enjoy speaking, so I just want to speak. I want to speak to humans. I want to speak to people. I want to speak to everybody and nobody at the same time. Uh, and you can't do that. Uh, and the other side of the equation is what is the problem that you solve? And again, the more clear, the more specific, the more narrow you are, the actually easier it is to find gigs versus you know, asking a speaker, what do you speak about? And having them say, what do you want me to speak about? I can speak about anything, which you can't. Uh, And so the S is selecting a problem to solve. The P is uh, prepare your talk. So helping people get clear on putting together talk, the different types of talk, how do you deliver a talk, um, uh, practicing, rehearsing uh, slides, uh, dealing with audiences, Q&A, like all of that uh, we dig into in that chapter in that section. The, uh, the E is for uh, establish yourself as the expert. So this is really uh, getting into uh, your marketing assets, specifically your website and your demo video. Uh, those are two key tools that you really, really need to have as a speaker. So in, inside the book, we break down you know why those matter and uh, how to create those, even if you're not a tech savvy person, which is fine. We have plenty of those students we work with. Uh, the A is acquire paid speaking gigs. So uh, once you're clear on this is who I speak to, this is what I speak about. Uh, I know what my talk is about. I have my marketing assets together. Uh, then we can actually uh, start to think through how do you actually get gigs? Because just having a website, just having a video isn't enough. Uh, Just because you have a website doesn't mean anybody cares. So your mom is thrilled, but nobody else uh, cares. So you have to then create a system and a process So, how do you proactively get gigs? So that's where we dig into that. And then the last part, K, is know when to scale. Know when to scale, meaning a lot of people who are interested in speaking are also interested in probably writing a book or doing um, uh, coaching or consulting or doing a course or doing a podcast or blog or a YouTube video or any number of things. The truth is you can do all the things, but you can't do it all at once. Something's going to come first. Something's going to come last. So you want to be really, really clear about how speaking fits into the mix. So that, again, high level, um, that speak framework, S P E A K. That's what we teach. And that's what we dig into in inside the book.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So Grant has no idea what I'm about to say right now. So i have been thinking about this, knowing we were going to go into this a little bit. I love taking concepts like this and going, okay, so I don't want to be a speaker, but what might I learn? And I, of course I want everybody that's like, Oh, I'd love to be a speaker. I'd love to have them go get the book. And, um, But I also like to have people challenge themselves to look at the things that we just brought up and how could they apply that to their own life. So here's Rick's little breakdown of the speak. Every one of us in our lives needs to select a problem we're going to solve in our own life. And then what we need to do is we need to prepare how to talk about this problem either to ourselves or with others so that we can start to solve that problem. But the thing we have to do is lean into our own expertise and realize that we have the expertise to go solve any of these problems and do what we need to do. Then once we start to solve the problem, we start to move through it. We need to acquire our own buy-in as well as other people's buy-in to make these things become what we really want them to do. And in the K, we need to know when we finally can say, okay, I can let go of this fear over this problem because I'm there and I can now move on. And I share this because many of the principles that a lot of us bring to the table, there's principles that I bring to the table about my coaching program, all this stuff. And people go, oh, that's great for somebody who's coming out of the closet, or that's great for a guy who's 40 plus. Sometimes I think we need to get out of our boxes and go, I have no freaking desire to be a speaker, but you know what? I might go read this book just to go get some knowledge about how other things are done in the world. And I have found that every time I've encouraged people to go get a book like this, even if they're like, I am never freaking getting on a stage. You're going to find some life lessons in anything that you go explore because most of this could be applied to your own personal life in some way, shape or form. So not to rip off your speak, but I thought this would be a really great way to kind of (laughs) put it into context.
1: Well, and that was very good. And, um, uh, I would echo that in a couple of ways. One is, um, you know, Rick, you and I know that not everybody wants to be a full time speaker, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that, that we have recognized is there are a lot of people who don't want to speak 50, 75, hundred times a year, but they're interested in speaking and wouldn't mind speaking, you know, two, three, four times a year, but just don't know like how do you find those gigs or how much do you charge right. or what do you speak about or who books who books speakers? I don't want to be a full time speaker, but I like speaking. And so yeah. how does that fit? And again, the nice thing is going back to what we were talking about earlier, you get to design the rules of the game. Like we work with speakers who want to speak 100 times a year. And we work with speakers who say, I want to speak five times a year. And that's it. And both are fine. It's not that one's better or worse than the other. It's just figuring out what makes sense for you, what it is that you're Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish. So so yeah, whether you want to speak five times or 100 times, it's going to walk you through that. The other thing that I've noticed is not everybody wants to speak or considers themselves a speaker, but a lot of us give presentations, whether yes. that's in at work or in our communities or at a church or at some or whatever it may be. Um, we are speaking at things, and so sometimes you're just like when you're staring at a blank screen and you're trying to figure out how do you put together a talk or how do you make a compelling, interesting talk? How do you interact with an audience? what works. Oftentimes we recognize that even though I'm not doing it a ton, when I am doing it, I want to do a good job with it. Yep. Uh, and so inside the book, we also cover that. We, we talk through how do you create and deliver a, a great talk. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to be a professional speaker, the book is for you. If you yep. are interested in speaking in any way, in any context, the book is for you. And so uh, it, we, can, we can help on, on on both sides of it there for sure.
0: And I am testimony to what Grant just said, because when I joined Grant's um, program, I was like, yeah, I want to speak a lot. And I was speaking quite a bit. And now I'm to a space where, wait, I want a certain kind of life. And I still speak. Obviously, I'm doing this gig. But I I only aspire to speak maybe 10 times a year at this point. Mm -hmm. Now, things may change in the next few months, given what I'm doing with a certain piece of my business. But This kind of protocol and this map and this speaker roadmap that we put out there, it truly does enable the person who's like, and I remember one of our members, he's like, yeah, I only want to speak about once a month. And, you know, I really only need to make like $300 a gig versus the one who's like, I need at least four to six times a month and I need to be getting at least 10 to 15,000. It is the, it crosses all those, all of those boundaries, like mm-hmm. anything from anyone to anything that you want to do. And if nothing else, even if you are just going to be up and doing presentations as Grant talked about, there is really good value in just reading this book and getting a piece of, okay, here's how I know I could do that Because at some point, and this was my experience, I was just doing some panel work and helping out, giving back to my community. And then suddenly I got the first Oh, would you speak at this event? Oh, sure. And then boom, the question came, well, how much do you charge? And I was suddenly like pants down, like, oh my God, I don't know how to answer this question, you know? And so I think it's a really good primer and guide for regardless of where you may be. And especially if you are an aspiring speaker to really give you some guidance on here's how you do the business of speaking. And it is a lot of business of speaking. Yes, there's some pieces of it that are about creating your talk and stuff. But I can tell you, this has served me so well in my overall business because I now have a very succinct, here's where I focus my, my efforts and my time. And I built my business looking at many of these principles. And I'm definitely the guy in the K because I'm, I'm scaling in different ways with podcasts and books and, you know, courses and all that sort of stuff. So, um, So as we wrap it up here, buddy, what's the thing you most would like to see happen with the book? And I know that can be like a loaded question because most of us authors like, I just want people to get something out of it. But what would you like?
1: Yeah, no, I think, um, uh, what I want is for people to, uh, one get the book and number two is, is to do something with it. Uh, and so what we talk about, um, you know, through coaching and, and internally and something we talk a lot about with uh, students and, and people in our world is, is what we teach, what we talk through is, is simple, but it's not easy. And so what it's kind of like, um, you know, if you said, all right, I want to lose, uh, I want to lose five pounds this year. What do I need to do? Well, I, I'm no fitness or dietary expert, but I know you need to do two things. You need to pay attention to what you, what you eat and you need to exercise. It's really simple, but it's not easy. There's a lot right. of nuance that goes into that. And so that's, the book will help simplify that for you. It will show you simple, uh, simple things that you need to do in order to find and book gigs and to become a better speaker, but it still requires work. It still requires yep. effort. And so ultimately what, what we want is for people to, uh, not only get the book and read the book, but to do something with it. If you read the book and you say, that was a nice book, uh, right. but you, it sits on your shelf. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, we haven't done our job. Right. Um, the other thing I would mention with the book that I think is, is, will be helpful is uh, it's intentionally designed to be uh, kind of a guide, a handbook that you can refer back to. Meaning that, let's say you're like, I don't, uh, I'm not, I don't have any paid speaking gigs in my future and it's not necessarily on my radar, but I have a, a, a speaking thing for my company coming up in three months and I'm starting to work on the talk. And so you may just refer to that chapter in that section. And then maybe down the line, you come back to, to say, okay, I, I, like Rick said, you had someone that reached out and said, uh, hey, how much do you charge? And like, okay, now I can pull the book back out and figure out, how do I answer that? What do I say? What do I do there? Uh, and so again, something that you can refer back to on a regular basis, um, as, as, uh, speaking fits into your, your world.
0: Awesome. Well, you know what? I'm so excited. The book is out coming out this week and that things are moving along. I can't wait to see what happens for this. And as always, Grant, love having these conversations with you. Um, us baldies have to stick together. So, um, Always enjoy it, bro. And again, thanks for being here. And thanks for being a really kick-ass guy to work for. So, it, Thanks, it, Rick. I appreciate you, man. All right. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end. And it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves, and stand up to living our life without apologies. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this And just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.